Welcome to a brief chat. Today is Wednesday. It's the 27th of May, 2020. I'm Jason Crane. Thanks a lot for tuning in. You can find all the past episodes of this show at abriefchat.com. That's also where you can become a member, which is a super cool thing to do because it helps me keep making this show and helps me keep producing, I don't know, I guess cells and that kind of thing because it buys us food. <laughs> so is that how biology works? Look, I don't know. Okay. I'm a podcaster, not a scientist. Today I got, uh, or Owen and I both got a text from Owen's mom that says, just saw on Facebook that Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price share a birthday today. And uh, Owen's dad responded to that. It's second Halloween. I looked it up. Uh, Peter Cushing and, or I should say Christopher Lee and Vincent Price do share a birthday today. Peter Cushing was actually born yesterday, but, uh, or on yesterday's date. (laughs) It'd be weird. If he were born yesterday, he truly would have been a master of horror to have somehow figured out how to go back in time as an old man and make all those movies. But of course he's... I know he made all those Hammer movies, but he's Grand Moff Tarkin forever, right? Am I right? Today's one of those days when I kind of opened the microphone very unsure of what it was I was going to talk about. I didn't really have a plan for today. I, uh, I had a cool conversation yesterday, a very funny conversation yesterday with Aunt Linda, of podcast fame, if you um, go to abriefchat.com and just search for Linda, she'll pop up and there's some great episodes with her. Aunt Linda and Uncle Rich and their son, my cousin Todd, all live here in Tucson, but since we moved here, we haven't seen them. Well, we saw them once when we first got here, and we haven't seen them since because of the whole uh, pandemic thing. And we talked yesterday about whether it would be possible for us to have a socially distanced get-together. They have a front yard that's a decent size, and we decided that we all could go there, and if we maintained distance, and I think probably you know some of us will wear masks and that kind of thing, that we, and we didn't touch, you know, that we could uh, get together and all at least see one another Uh, even if it was a little weird. You know, the thing is, I mean, Aunt Linda and Uncle Rich are nearing 80. I don't know if Uncle Rich has already achieved that milestone. But, and Uncle Rich has had, you know, multiple heart attacks and I think a quadruple or quintuple bypass, and he's got a bunch of stents. And, you know, like, he's not a person I want to uh, bring a whole bunch of possibly deadly germs to. And, you know, it's one of those things where, I desperately want to see them, and also I could never forgive myself if they got sick. But I think if we do this socially distance visit thing, we can we can feel comfortable enough that we're all safe, that it's it's probably okay. I mean, Owen and I really encounter very few other human beings, and I think the same is true for Todd, who works for himself and by himself. He uh, goes to other people's houses to do the job he does of, of pool maintenance, but I think they're probably not normally there or, you know, he's not he's not hanging out by the pool with people. He's just, he's just out there, you know. So I think it'll be OK. The whole the whole thing about where we are now in the pandemic. I mean, I've talked about this before on previous shows. It continues to be extremely confusing, but well, not confusing. It continues to be mildly infuriating. Because on the one hand, you have. Well, I mean, on the on the one hand, you have the president, but I mean, you know, taking any cues about your behavior 
from 45. I mean, that's as useful right now as taking them from Peter Cushing, who's been dead for decades. Uh, so let's just discount 45. But even if we just uh, move down a few levels to either levels of government that seem slightly less broken, but still pretty broken, or just the behavior of the people around us, like it really depends where you live. I mean, here in Arizona, there are a lot of people who are just acting like it's over. I mean, we have a Republican governor who's a you know Trump supporter, big Trump fan, um, Trump's first trip during the pandemic was to come out here to a place where masks are made, I think around Phoenix somewhere. And, you know, this guy um, is just uh, great guns. Let's open things back up. You know, um, I mean, we have some minor restrictions left in place. And then at the county level and the city level here in Tucson, which are more left leaning than the governor, but I'm learning uh, not nearly as left-leaning as you know one might hope, and I'm not saying as left-leaning as me because uh, you know I, those city governments don't exist. But I'm just saying uh, it's maybe less less the Austin of Texas and more like the I don't know. Maybe it's more like the State College of Center County or something. <laughs> I don't know, to make an extremely Pennsylvania analogy that somewhat terrifies me. And I'm still getting my bearings with the whole thing. But, you know, there are more restrictions in place here, but still not a ton. And, you know, you go, uh, we don't really go anywhere except to get groceries. But you go to the grocery store and, you know, now we're at like 80% of the people, you know, not wearing masks, not attempting to socially distance, except I guess when they're standing in line for this cash register and there's still like tape on the floor that says, here's where you have to stand. And I am still firmly convinced, I mean, from the reading I'm doing, which is not special reading, you know, it's just reading that's available to anyone. I mean, I'm still firmly convinced that not only are we still absolutely in the grip of this thing, but that given the way we are opening now and the number of places where they are following the lead of politicians who don't believe in science or who don't care about science and revere the economy to a degree that they're willing to kill you to make it healthier. It certainly seems to me like we are headed for another big outbreak. I mean, I, it's unclear to me how that's avoidable. And yet again, you know, if you look around, I mean, like I was even one of my coworkers the other day said, you know, Oh, we really came through something, didn't we? You know, and we're people are, I went to the store and people aren't wearing masks and, you know, just, it seemed like, we really, we really made it through something. And I just nodded and smiled because I don't, I don't know what to say to people. Like, is my role in that conversation to look right at that person and say, you know, we're not through anything, right? Like, it's not over. We don't have adequate testing. You know, for example, Arizona's numbers, the m- main source of uh, numbers that I look at is the charts in the New York Times. And throughout almost this whole thing, Arizona has been in the increasing cases charts. And now Arizona is in the number of cases, mostly the same charts, not decreasing, but mostly the same. But again, that's 
the only way anybody has those numbers is based on whatever level of testing the state is doing. And we're not testing nearly the recommended number of people here in Arizona. And I don't think almost anywhere in the United States is that happening. So, I mean, these numbers even that we're using to fuel the front page charts in the New York Times, for example, are, I th- I think, a fiction or at least an extremely incomplete version of the story. So even those of us who are trying to make decisions based on the science don't have access to the real truth. You know, we don't know the real counts at this point. I mean, and we've learned about you know, the CDC mixing kinds of tests together that should not be both used to establish a count of the number of cases. I mean, I just feel like we're we're on such uncertain ground in such a, a valley full of mist at this point that to make decisions about the direction we should head feels incredibly dangerous and foolish to me. And yet... To say things like that or to operate in that way is coming to seem more and more out of step with mainstream society. And I'm not saying I have any problem being out of step with mainstream society. That's kind of my brand. But what I am saying is that it makes you doubt your own decision-making ability when you look around you and most people are acting like you're incorrect, like you're overly worried about things. So it's a really confusing time. And uh, quite honestly, I mean, I think it is a producer of anxiety, uh, you know, if nothing else. And then I think as we go along, I mean, I really believe it's going to be a producer of a lot more fatalities and, and illnesses. And I don't know. I, f- I feel like a good long while from now, we are still going to be in the grip of this thing. And... I constantly find it somewhat confusing to know how to act. <laughs> so anyway, uh, look, you feel free to uh, hit push back on any of that or to reach out to me and just tell me how you're feeling, how you're doing. Um, I'd love to get your comments. Again, I'm not going on social media at all. I'm just posting via a third-party app. So if you comment on these shows on social media, I will not see it. But you are extremely welcome to send a message to jason at abriefchat.com. Um, or to leave comments on the blog posts, those I will see, or the, uh, you know, the show posts at abriefchat.com. I will see those. Um, and if you're a member, you can message me via Patreon as well. But Jason at abriefchat.com is kind of your one-stop source. That will go straight to me, and I will definitely see it. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>